I got a new camera, y'all. I like it a lot. Um, Loves it more than me. That's not. I true. wouldn't even. I wouldn't even Don't bat an eye. Don't say that. How do we start these? Oh my goodness, we're rusty. Hey everyone, my name is Halise, and I'm a digital storyteller and video producer. And my name is Mr. Halise, and I enjoy fine wine and cheese. And welcome to the Stumblewell Podcast. Uh, where your favorite... No. I don't know what that is. A couple that you know talking about relationships and stuff. And things like such as. Uh, life's a we, journey. There you go. Life's a journey. You're going to stumble through it. Stumble well with us. Did I did I just introduce us? You did. Okay. I was just like, oh, okay, you're doing it. So, uh, oh, I was thank you so much. All right. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Today's topic, we wanted to revisit. Well, it's, I guess it's more me. I I wanted to revisit a topic that we discussed on the podcast two years ago, back when it was the Beast Cast, rebranded. Anyway, if you know, you know. Um. Yeah, it's a topic that we did about two years ago where we talked about... Babies. Babies. Why? And having children. Why? And, yeah, why? I think the original episode topic is called Do We Want Kids and Cuckoo Birds? It's a good one. If you haven't... (laughs) I think that episode is a good introduction to us as individuals, as a couple... That's a litmus test. If you yeah, can't stand if you don't like my it, personality in it, then it's like, nope, skip. If you don't like us talking about that topic, then maybe you shouldn't be <laughs> listening slash watching the Stumblewell podcast because we may not just we just might not be your cup of tea. I know. I remember we did that episode, and belief was like we couldn't do it. Remember that? Like, <laughs> they, like we were mad. <laughs> Uh, by the end of I, the episode. Oh, I vaguely remember that, yeah. I remember that. And I was like, sorry, guys. <laughs> Those people we know with kids. Anyway, I want to revisit this topic, though. Why? Because it's still something that's on my mind, and I really don't... Yeah, it's still something that is on my mind, and I think it's mostly because I turned 30 this year, and so, you know, that's 2020 all. is a hot garbage yeah that's a whole thing and then i'm always and this will i think we'll kind of get to this point of it a little bit too but i am always kind of interested in not only the human experience but the female experience of how socially culturally um even just within your own mindscape of your existence how it differs and how much I think women and gen- like specifically have to think so differently about these very sh- like about these larger life events that you have to kind of work through and decide if for you or not mm. and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm always just kind of thinking about that. That's always in the back of my mind a little bit. Thankfully, I have a lot of other women friends who it is on their mind a lot too. So we're all just kind of like rapping on it in our own ways, in our own little mini messages and texts with each other. So I wanted to revisit this topic because now there's new language, at least for me. I don't know. I think in the past like year or so, I've seen this new language around being child-free versus childless. And that's been interesting to see either side of that argument for sure. And I don't even know, with even with that, I'm just like, 
I appreciate that there's language now because when you give something language or like definition of some kind, then that valid like that gives more validity to someone's emotions, someone's feelings, someone's state of being. Mm. Um, so I appreciate that there's language, but I still feel like the language isn't quite like for me yet. You know. So first question: the child having spectrum. Yeah, the child having or have or not having spectrum. Um, would you say that we are child-free, or would you say that we are childless? Uh, oh, well, are, do you want me to answer that, and then you're going to go into the definition of the two? Oh. You're going to define them now. You can answer it, I guess. <laughs> um, we are child-free. So child-free is a more positive take or spin on it, where you don't define yourself as living in a deficit of children, Right. It's just, I choose not to have children. Childless. Yeah. Sounds like uh, like a castaway supervillain or something. I am the childless. <laughs> a little bit. You might use To it. give a definition of childless for y'all, because he just made up one on the spot. No, I mean, that's more or less. That it. is not it. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> to be childless is someone who would like to have children. Or has tried and has gone through many things, oh, and has, being, yeah, okay, and has got as and has sort of officially accepted that for whatever reason, it's just not in the cards for them. Um, right. So they see their lives as having a deficit of children. Yeah. Yeah. Or living in a deficit of children. Yeah. As opposed to child-free, is I'd prefer not to have that. Thank you. Yeah, it's interesting because again, even within this you have not brought new life into the world spectrum, I still don't really feel like there's one for how I would define myself, which is, I like... I Temporarily child-free, but still open to childless? Or children? No, not really open to childless. Like, open to child, open to children? Yeah. yeah. I would see myself more in that camp of like, currently child-free and like not mad about it, it could maybe end up being where my life goes and I wouldn't be mad about that either. But I could also have a kid or two maybe and I don't think I'd be mad about that either. So like, what am I? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> so jumping, like jumping ahead of it since you're talking about feelings now. Okay. Um, what's the article? So The Case Against Kids, um, written by Elizabeth Colbert. It's a really interesting read. It's Back in 2012. Oh, was it 2012? It's 2012. Oh, wow. How did I find that so late? Oh, they had reposted it to their Instagram. I followed the New Yorker on oh. Instagram, and they reposted this article, and I was just like, wow, fascinating. So in the article, what the writer does is basically go through three or four schools of thought around having... Yeah, three, I think. Three schools of thought around having kids, and they use different philosophers who have, like just wrapped on this idea of is it and it's a case for not having kids and so the philosophers use their philosophizing to be like give me a reason of why you think having kids is good a good thing to do or like a net positive thing to do and then I will use different theories around philosophy to explain why that's possibly not right or like ethically that's questionable at best um, and it's an interesting read y'all <laughs> Again, if you're very much in the I want kids camp and I like kids and all that, maybe don't, don't read it because yeah. you're going to be big mad. 
Like you're going to be big mad reading the article. But if you're more the type to like to just ponder things like me, then maybe check it out. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening slash watching this episode of the Stumblewell podcast. A few quick things if you're watching us on youtube please like the video and or comment and engage with us down below that really helps with the algorithmic things it's also very uplifting to holly since she engages with as many people as possible yes i do um so thank you in advance for that thank you so much the other thing you can do is let the ads play yes that's the one thank you the final thing if you want to take it a step further further how do i do that patreon.com slash halise there you get early access to videos as well as private weekly vlogs for me it's a good time consider joining the patreon production team we've got a few people we've got so many new people such as alexandra civilo became a year member a year member that's a thing you can do the coffee kicked in sorry yeah (laughs) she became a year member thank you very much they became a year member and that's really cool thank you so much um takara richardson became a member at the fam level Ooh. welcome uh ooh. iklishi there you go iklishi udi i'm hoping i'm saying your name right I think that's right became a member at the bay level hey. thank you thank you aloe bear and they're doing it in euros so hello from across the pond conversion rate hi um charlene became a member at the credit level thank you so much charlene for joining us yes thank you chelsea thank you so much for becoming a member at the fam level for the year a year-long member thank you appreciate you woo some so many of y'all are doing the year thing and i really appreciate it i turned it on for patreon as just kind of like i don't know let's see how people feel about it and a lot of y'all feel real good about it thank you and then finally reggie rush thank you so much for joining us at the bay level right now our goal for patreon is to get to 3k a month in contributions so that way we can officially be a lot more consistent with this channel specifically and then by osmosis the podcast as well because then i would have enough money to hire an assistant editor to help me edit videos because that takes up the bulk of the time (laughs) and if we get to ten thousand dollars a month whenever that happens chris gets to quit his job and come on full-time is something yeah and come on full-time working for me so it's not gonna be a walk in the park because we all know face? i'm a virgo you see your face with the idea of bringing me on is that, mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. know what that's about to mean well i don't know what it's about to mean. point of the story being is that just because he quits his job and now works for Stumblewell doesn't mean it's a cakewalk we're gonna get some things done for all of you who do give to the patreon and support us on patreon and also keep all of this going thank you so much but to all of y'all who just watch and like and subscribe and share that helps a lot too and i really appreciate it thanks for being part of the community yes um there's merch anyway back to the podcast (laughs) uh so i guess one of the he's more of a professor so brian kaplan of george mason university yep um kind of makes more of a point of couples need to think about how many children they would want to have as opposed to how they feel in the present moment. Yeah. His argument was interesting because it was way more... It His argument made the most sense to me in regards to like... Because I just think ahead so much. Right. So his argument was really interesting in that his basis was 
Yeah, don't have kids for where you think you're at right now. Have kids for where you want to be in the next 30 to 40 years, right? In so few words. More or less. I mean, so according to his logic, um, or I guess his argument, people in their 30s usually only end up having one kid because mm-hmm. they feel like their resources are, you know, they're, they're establishing their careers, resources are thin, both financial and emotional. Yeah. And, uh, chronologically, I guess, time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to keep pushing past that, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and make, you know, what's the ideal number? It's about three. Yeah. Today. And is which, and this is an argument that I've actually heard said before, like in conversations with other women who have had children, which has been really interesting. Um, so like she, I feel like she is the closest person to my mental state even, and but she's like, oh, okay, so that's me if I have kids. You know what I mean? Um, because she said it was, for her it was more like in the present moment, yeah, I didn't really want them. But when I thought about myself at age 60 and like holiday season or just like what I'm doing with my life, when I thought about myself at 60, it was like, and I've had children. And so it's like, okay, well, if I see myself having adult children at 60, then I I need to have kids now if that's how I see my life going, you know? And And that's what I want. Like I want to be 60 and have had and have adult kids. People can plan for the future, but it's a future that you, you're you hoping, you're constructing in your mind, and it's not going to be the future that you get, more than likely. True, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the Kaplan professor, or Professor Kaplan, mm-hmm. makes the argument that, oh, I forgot the point that I was making. Well, he's just like, you're hedging your bets. Like, if you think you want to be a grandma or grandfather by the time you're this age you know, you should hedge your bets and have about three kids because potentially, you know, not all of them maybe will want to have kids as well or this or that and a third. So he was like, here is the most sure way to get this outcome. Like, uh, what's the word? Statistically speaking, you should probably have three because then you're for sure get grandkids too and blah, blah, blah. Well, so he makes, he ties it into planning for your 401k. So he's like, yo, you know, people who are about 30, um, you know, they end up spending a lot more of their um, expendable income and they don't save as much for their 401ks because, you know, it seems like it's so far off. And mm. then once they near retirement age, then they realize, oh, I should have saved a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Or, instead of buying, you know, um, TVs and SUVs and I don't know what. But Yeah, it's, he it's, named a whole bunch of random stuff. I was like, OK, I don't know who these people are, but yeah, I, mean, it's, <laughs> I get your point. Sir. But that's so you're you're planning for your financial freedom at that point. Right. Right. As opposed to. You're trying to extrapolate the emotional benefit that you're going to get in a certain number of decades. Yeah. It's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. I don't even, if I don't even know how I feel about having kids to begin with, how would I know that having, that I want to have three and just, who was that other guy that was pushing? He's like, yeah, just push past it. You got to push past the discomfort who said that? of one. It was one of the other ec- ec- uh, professors or economists or something. Was it another guy? Yeah. See, and here's my struggle with these dudes <laughs> that be like, push past it. That's such a that's such a person who doesn't have to give birth. Actually, thing no, to I, say. Think, I think that was Kaplan still. I think it was all Kaplan. But that's such a like when when guy and it's mostly men that I find who make this argument. That's such a like, yeah, you who someone who wouldn't have to like carry something for nine months and push it out of their vagina oh, would say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Well, he also argues that, you know, Just saying. parenting actually isn't that hard. Oh, that was an interesting yeah. argument. Parenting's not that hard. So long as you keep it alive and you don't lock it in a closet and yeah. emotionally traumatize it, right. it's going to be fine. Yeah. And then on top of that, it doesn't matter how good or bad you are as a parent. Yeah. The child is going to grow up to be either a serial killer or not. Just, I mean, it's going to be partially based on that, but partially based on any other number of factors. So, yeah. So you just have them. Have them, keep them alive. They're going to cry. They're going to do a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's like, it's fine. It's fine. That is an interesting point, though, because it does kind of start to get into like the whole social construct of how it's like of parenting now, Hmm. where being a parent is a verb now instead of just a identity you have. Does that make sense? Uh, I guess. I didn't know when that distinction came about. There was, oh man, I wish I could. Um, it was an episode of was it Radio Lab? No, it was one of those you know, int- you know, thinky, researchy podcast things, um, and they talked about that of like the idea of being a parent didn't become parenting until like the seventies or eighties or something like that. Oh, where you talked, where you thought about the holistic version of the child as opposed to. Not even holistic, but just like the idea of being a helicopter parent and making like the idea of being a uh, a gardener parent versus a carpenter parent and oh. things like that. A lot of like their research and stuff done around that was like, well, you should be more gardener. You really shouldn't be trying to like make everything super regimented and making sure they're hitting all these metrics and things like that, like because that's actually not the real world. Like you need to just expose your kid to a lot of things. And see what sticks and then, you know, kind of cultivate what sticks. And there you go, you know. I mean, they need to have some maybe season one, two, threes or whatever. But, like, in regards to trying to help them find, I guess, purpose and fulfillment in their work, that's something you kind of just have to, like, be willing to let them explore. Well, and also during the pandemic, I think everybody everybody with a child oh my God. that is of grade school age knows yes. that it is... It's not easy. <laughs> right. And that, oh, it's exponentially harder. Yeah. And that's, that led me to another thing. So again, I have, I have a lot of friends, women who are child free. Some I think actually are probably, some are definitely childless. They wanted to have children, but things are kind of uh, with them right now. And then I also have women, friends who have, who are fostering and adopting right now. And then I also have friends who just have biological children and then somewhere in between, all over, and all of them, I posted this thing on my Instagram stories, like privately, and it's a, an article by the New York in the New York Times by a food blogger who has kids, um, and she was like, "It's a really good quote, and I'm sure y'all have probably seen it. Maybe like in the COVID economy, um, either you're a parent or you have a job. You don't have both." Mm. And I, you know, for me, it's also this year has just been really interesting in regards to like potentially wanting children or not and like I feel I'm very much more firmly in the child free camp because it is like yeah man I wouldn't know what the hell to do right now if I had a kid between the ages of zero and like 12 basically I mean when do you feel comfortable leaving your kid more or less at home alone so you can do whatever it is you need to do you know like you just don't realize how much school is like low-key tax-sanctioned daycare in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it's like these bigger questions around, again, society of like, if y'all want us to be having kids, then why aren't certain things subsidized? You know, like, 
why is it so difficult? I'm grateful to think as an artist, I get the semi, like if we had a, ki a kid right now, remember we had talked about this too, I think the other day when we were getting dressed. Because you, you and I were talking about gender roles and how like in the COVID economy, uh, once again, women are kind of like we're watching. Um, the expectation is that they just assume that mantle again. Yeah. and Okay, I'm, I'm the one who's going to raise the children. Yeah, and you're watching like the regression of all the strides we've made. And in, you realize that it's not really that many strides. It yeah. was just if you could take one step back and you're already back, what? seven decades yeah it's like oh crap <laughs> what are we <laughs> we didn't really move that far forward and so um i remember you and i were talking about that and having like this conversation around gender equality and what that actually is now and all of that and i was like you know i mean if we had a kid right now who do you like realistically who would be doing most of the stuff for them and you were like oh yeah well, yeah and, and part of that is just because of the nature of what my work is versus what, what your work is. Right. Um, and then I think also part of it is that idea, again, around like, yeah, I'm pissed that I'm the one, like this hypothetical child during a pandemic. Yeah, I'm pissed that I'm the one that has to do most of the stuff for this kid right now. But like, that's not the kid's fault. Like someone needs to do something, you know? Right. In our marriage, we've taken, we've had to go through those ebbs and flows of like, learning how to live with each other and you learn picking up learning how to like give into the relationship and pick up things and clean up after yourself all that kind of stuff and that was like a um struggle that was a um like a journey to getting to that mm -hmm. but when you have kids you don't have time to have the journey <laughs> right by the, t well, by the time you've caught up and it's like great i'm i'm great when the child was three and now the child's nine yeah now months. i need you to do a certain level of stuff now for what the kid is now right. you know it's like oh i'm not competent at nine months crap and then by the time you're competent in nine months it's the kid's already two and you're like oh my god what's happening yeah and so i just i don't know i think about all these things and then i think i think i still have i'm not gonna lie i do still have those primal instincts i guess I mean, I guess. I don't know if they're even really that primal. I, I think it is more just society. Like, I just feel that um, pressure. pressure. And not directly from any one person, but I just kind of, you know, you see it in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I am just more like, but is this something I really need to be planning for? And that's also my struggle is I do, I'm cool with the plan changing. I just like having a plan. And so for me, because I just really haven't firmly decided if I want children or not, I feel very, uh, not stuck, but just like, I'm having to think of too many plans, potentially. Like there's a plan, I have a plan if I do have children. Like I know what that path is for, or what mm -hmm. I think that path can be for myself. And I have one for if I don't, and it's fine, you know, it's whatever. And I don't really care which one happens. <laughs> I kind of care. I'm leaning more towards the non one, non kid one, obviously. But yeah, like I just, I don't know. I guess I thought it was interesting because the New Yorker article was using more of an external motivator argument through all three economists, professors, philosophers, whoever they were, kind of trying to justify why you would have children. So, I mean, they were just saying, well, you know, having a child or, yeah, having children is its own intrinsic. That was another um, person yeah, that was, that was in Kaplan. Yeah. Uh, but having a child is intrinsically good. It's something that just naturally happens. It's it's part of, you know, human nature. And the yeah. counter argument to that was, yeah, there's other parts of human nature, i.e. murder, mm -hmm. that you suppress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's not a good logical. I mean, it's just like, 
they're using logic and reasoning and thinking to try to justify having kids. No, whether, they were using it to not justify not having kids. No, the, one of them was arguing to not have kids. The other two were just like, why, why are you having kids? Yeah. And some of the counter arguments for that first person, I can't remember the name. Overall? Overall. And the counter arguments were, were fun. But I mean, ultimately, what we decided on back in 2018 with that episode, I still kind of feel the same way. Mm. It's not an extra. There's nothing that you can really argue that makes sense to me that's externally driven. So it's not like you can't say that it's for the betterment of humankind. Because oh, yeah. if, well, because if you have more kids, then you're adding to the number of uh, like the brain power of the planet mm. to solve problems or whatever. And it's like, I, okay, no. That's like trying to convince somebody to recycle. And it's like, they, like, I can't be bothered to go all the way over there. I recycle. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, and then to that point too, it's also like, just because what is, I could, I think the counterpoint could also be made that by not having kids, you have the time to add more to society yourself. I would make that argument. I would throw that out there. Not to say that people who have kids aren't contributing to society, like themselves wanting to make a difference outside of procreating, you know? I just don't think you really get the time anymore. I mean, it's like wanting to have a dog. It's like wanting to, uh, sorry, I'm not, and I'm not equating having a child to having a dog. I'm just saying it's like wanting to have anything. Yeah. Um, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to make sense. It makes, it only has to make sense to you. Yeah. Why did you want to have kids? Because I wanted to, because I felt like the marriage was missing something because I felt like I was missing something because my parents have always had children because that's how I came to be. Right. And everyone else has children or I feel really goo goo eyed or whatever when I see a a baby. It's Uh like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. It doesn't have to make sense. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like, it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to make, it has to be your truth as to whether or not you want them. Um, I still feel like, I'm in the same camp, excuse me, Um, whether or not we have one or not. If we end up having one, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll have to figure it out. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to necessarily make me happier. Like, Uh that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, I don't understand how people can make an argument of, well, if I have this extra thing, it's going to make me happy. How? Yeah. Like, how would you, like, as a single, as two single, I'm sorry, as a single couple or a child, less child-free, whatever couple, couple with no kids, Mm -hmm. how would you know that it makes you happier? You would not. (laughs) Um, You think it will. Other people with kids may try to tell you, and this is not a popular opinion, they lie. (laughs) They lie because it is well-known and well-established that kids be uh, younger than two yeah, it's, people it's aren't happier. Yeah, you don't sleep, especially within the first six months. Like I know, I know, because <laughs> we had people and we knew people that had kids. And you don't, you don't, and they're happy now. Like, and there's multiple studies that have proven sure. this as well. But, I mean, He's not just talking. You at don't, his butt. you don't sleep. You're extra stressed. You're super tired. Yes, and you just churn through that. Yeah, and you forget about it. Very true. Yeah, or you don't forget about it. You remember, yeah. and then someone asks you, well. How do I know if you want kids? It's like, oh, it's great. It's super great. But I mean, it's it's just like, but I, it, even that, it's like, well, you're going to get beyond that phase. Right. And then what? Well, then we get to the the little mini human phase. Yeah. And that's kind of rewarding, but it's, again, not to undermine children, but it's like they're just parroting you because they're literally mimicking all of your actions. 
And so you're seeing a mini version of yourself. And that's mm-hmm. the other appealing part of that. And then they start getting to the actual cognitive mini human uh-huh. where they can act. They're actually reasoning and they're saying funny things and they're being extremely witty <laughs> and smart and like they're developing into something. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. Up until the teenage phase. <laughs> and then what? And then they're difficult again. Because I was a difficult teenager. Like, I remember. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But then, and then, like, and then what? And then once they become 20, 30-year-olds, they've developed into themselves. Yeah. Then they can talk to you like human beings. But they are still driven by their own desires. And it's just like, it's like tearing a part of you away. Yeah. Hoping that it, like, a very similar version of yourself grows up. And then you see that it's, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. And it's not like the puppet has been cut free. I mean, the, the puppet cuts off the strings and it's like, I'm my own person. Yeah. And I'm like, this is my own life and I'm living my own life and it's my own experience and I'm defining myself by X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the parents always just like, oh, okay, that's cute. Look at this thing do, trying to be cute. And it's like, no, this thing is discovering itself and you're like, may or may not be. It's, so like, I don't understand that. Me in 30. Mm-hmm trying to realize the emotional potential, the emotional yeah. return Yeah. 30 years from now. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know any of that. Yeah. How do I even know that this person is even going to be, like, who it, who or what it, it's going to be? Is it even going to like me? Is it going to love me? After you have the one kid and you, you, have, you want to have another one or you're entertaining the fact of having another one, it's just like, to what end? Yeah. Did you just like the baby phase? And you'd want to experience the baby face again. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I think there the, are definitely people like that for that sure. That baby will grow out of the baby phase. And then what? You're going to have another baby? I want another baby for the baby phase. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do that for a minute. And then a vasectomy is going to be on the <laughs> table. <laughs> yeah. Some dude came. In, oh, I didn't tell you. Some dude came into the clinic and I'm screening. I asked him, like, where are you going? And he said, oh, uh, vasectomy. <laughs> loud. Loud and proud. <laughs> like I'm done. Yeah. And I was like. You could have just said urology. You could have said the the sweet number. You could have said any number of things, man. He but was just like, no. I was just, and Locking yeah. it down. <laughs> Took me by surprise. Eyes opened a little bit. And then I thought, yeah, I think, I think you're going to that suite. Okay. Elevator slow. So he hit it. And he was like, man, I know what the dog feels like when you take him to the bed. It's like, you're doing what now? Where are we doing this? And I was oh like, I wish God. I had wisdom for you, man. I oh wish I had God. wisdom for you. But you were like a clean... 10 or 15 above me. I, I have nothing that could relate to that life experience. Yeah. But that's like, I don't, you can't say you know what's driving you to have kids. Mm. You just have them or you don't. And I think it's perfectly acceptable nowadays to not have them. Yeah. And it's perfectly acceptable to want them. Even in that other article that I found, which I never shared with you, but I told you about, where it's two people looking to raise a kid platonically. Oh, yeah. They yeah, both yeah, yeah. want children but they don't want to be romantically involved in other people just because of past experiences or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually websites where they can find other people who are interesting, who they feel like would make a good match to raise this child together. And then they conceive naturally, you know, male and female connector. <laughs> um, and then conceive the baby and then they're, you know, doing all this other stuff. And that, that does and doesn't make sense to me. Right. Because there's no contract. You're just separated people at some point. Like if one person doesn't want to have anything to do with that relationship anymore, then you're just two divorced people fighting over, what is it? Alimony? No, not alimony. Child, uh, support. child support. I always forget that. Well, so, and I think, th- I think the thing that's hard for me, because you, you mentioned something where it's just like, you know, 
when you were talking about the whole phases of a, a, a child existing into an adult. I think the thing for me that's really hard is that I now in my, as I am, I'm in 30, I'm 30 now, right? Now as I'm 30, I really do enjoy my parents that much more now, I think. Um, especially my mom, like my career trajectory and like the way she's built her career for herself. There's a lot of similarities there. And just like how we both got married quite young and just like there's like I have I really appreciate that I have this mentor now that I can pull from. And then in general, like we have hit this point in our relationship of mother daughter where it is more of a like a friendship, like a kinship now rather than, you know, like as a mother, she just has to talk down to me and things like that. Like that's not really happening anymore. Mm. And I really enjoy that relationship. And I think I do see the potential of like yeah, I want to have that with my own potential offspring. And so that's the other thing for me is that it's not even that I can see a baby and be like, oh my God, it's so cute. But like, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want the baby. <laughs> you know, I just can acknowledge that it's really freaking cute and that's it, you know? And it just kind of like leave it at that. I don't really <laughs> see the appeal. It's just like a little gelatinous thing. It is, it's just I like- see the appeal. I get it. Like they are so cute and I, I understand the whole they smell different thing. Like, I get that whole primal thing that, like, women talk about. But at the same time, I'm also, like, I don't want to be responsible for you, <laughs> you know? I want to choose the smell. New car smell or leather? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so like, for, wow, you don't get that. It fades really quick. So, yeah, for me, it's more just, like, I'm not actually, I think that's also my struggle is that I'm actually not really interested in having a baby but I am interested in mentoring an adult. Like I'm way, I think for me with having kids, I think that's the struggle is that I have to think more future anyway because that's what actually excites me. It excites me to see like just who could actually exist from me in a way. And not because I want to see myself in anything. Like I'm excited to see how I took part in creating something that is of me, but not. And that's like crazy, you know, because I'm I can see how I am similar to my mom and dad. And I can see I can I can like, you know, philosophize about how much of my similarity to my mom and dad is based on genetics or just based on nurture of just, yeah, imitating my father in the way he talks or the way he his mannerisms are and having that sort of grit and tenacity. And I know I kind of got that from him or whatever, but then I can also see how much I'm not like them at all. (laughs) And I really, I just think that's so cool. It's just like, yeah, I see how much I'm a part of you, but I also see how much I'm not a part of you. And I'm, and I know for them, I think that's something that they find interesting as well, especially since I'm kind of like the black sheep of the family a little bit. Like I didn't go into like a vocational trade kind of, thing you know I like I'm an artist (laughs) you know like and they were just like oh okay (laughs) this one's an artist you know Um, and so I just I think for me that's the that if I were to have children that would be the thing that I'm actually most interested in it wouldn't start getting fun for me until they're like 16 and when arguably your work is like done really at Mm. you know what I mean not done at 16 but like hopefully you've you've really had to have laid a good foundation down so that way they're like, cause by 16, if they're shitty, then like they're shitty kind of, you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm just thinking about, yeah. So, so like, what if you never get that relationship though? And the, right. the child just doesn't, yeah, it either doesn't connect with you or doesn't understand you or yeah. they they just completely resent you. And I, 
I'm sure that this is already a concept or a story or whatever, but it's like yeah. the child sues the parents because the child never wanted to be born. Oh, that's tar- totally already been a thing. Yeah. That's been done. Kids have like, kids have, you can, children can divorce from their parents. Um, a lot of child actors who yeah, became. Emancipate. Yeah. But the, I mean, it's I mean, not, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. But that's, that's different then. It's like, I, you know, I never wanted to be born. Not like, I don't want you raising me anymore. It's like, I never wanted to be born. I was better off not being born as opposed mm. to like the actual like internal or intrinsic utility or yeah, the utility to life. I mean, yeah, I guess that could be a thing. I'd hope it's not, but you're right. And like, I, I have, I have friends who are estranged from their parents. Like they don't talk to them. They don't speak to them. They had a falling out and like, it's a thing, you know? So that's like an interesting concept to me just because I just couldn't imagine not talking to my parents but yeah i mean i couldn't i don't know what my parents would have to do to make me never want to talk to them again you know i don't know I don't, there's just too much backlog there i don't i guess i don't I mean, know there's some obvious ones i'm just not well yeah obvi- i mean there's obvious ones obviously yes but you know for like for the people that i know who are estranged from their parents um it's it's not really like anything too specific it's just kind of like you're really annoying <laughs> You know what I mean? Your dad, I think he wasn't really talking to his dad for a... I was a long a time. A long time. And then it's just like, oh, we're going to go visit. And then, how are things going? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, look, your your second family that you left us for. Cool. All right, we're out. We'll see you Christmas, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I have an infinitely, infinitely better relationship with my parents than they did with theirs. Right. Um, and I think that was by design. Like, they wanted to give... They wanted to show the love... Oh, they both had terrible relationships. Yes. So they wanted to show the love for their progeny and show that they could do it right. And they did. Yeah. Um, almost too much. Yeah, they went a little... Almost oppressively so. A little but helicoptery, a little over They're extremely good people. But yeah, they, it's it was all in love, of course. And as, but and that's interesting too. I guess, I don't know, Like my, my parents' parents tried. Yeah, they genuinely just tried. What was the point of this podcast? You're just talking about it? We're just talking about it again because I don't know how I feel. And I want to, I, I think that's the thing I'm struggling with is it's like I want to know how I feel about it. And I just don't. You know? I just don't. <laughs> and I like knowing how I feel about things. So, but you're right. It really doesn't matter. I think it's just a wild hair that comes up and you say, yeah, let's have babies. Let's have kids for whatever reason. Like, let's, let's just do it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. All right. There's this other thing that the two of us are doing. Yeah. Or, you know, practicing is fun. Well, yeah. And then one pops out and you're like, oh, okay. Well, this is, it's natural. Like it'd be, it'd be one thing where if people just were having sex for millennia Uh and no kids, like we were just reproducing asexually through like budding or something. Uh huh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you engaged in the act, and then they got. It was like, holy crap, what's happening? The person got pregnant. Yeah. This other thing popped out. It's a whole mess and a half. Why would we do this? Yeah. Well, let's see where where it goes. I guess. I don't know what the point was with that. I was just thinking <laughs> like, oh yeah. I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't know. Because that's what I equate it to. It's like, I want to see what we can create. Bloop. Baby. Yeah. Uh, but like having more than one. I, I don't understand. It's like having more than one wife. 
Mm. Having more than one, <laughs> so, this is all controversial, but having more than one child is like, is it like, why wouldn't you just have more than one wife then? If you want to have more than one child, like what's the difference? Ah. Well, the love that I share for my child, I can share for two or three children. Okay. Same thing for wives. Do it. Or husbands. Mm. It's 2020. <laughs> Be equal about it. <laughs> Be equal about it. I mean, I guess you're right. So then like what? So it's like, okay, well, no, because it's a different type of love. I can't split the love with my wife or like it's, it's infidelity by whose definition? Or like that one definition. Okay. Yeah. And like, what about this definition? Yeah. Well, now we're getting into all sorts of things. So now we're getting into like Christianity, polyamory. Uh, like we're getting into all sorts I was, of stuff I was, with that I'm argument. Just, I'm just using. Just know, saying stuff. Titleless scenarios. Okay. All right. Got you. Got you. Got you. I guess it's just. Yeah. I want two kids because the first one's going to get lonely. What does that mean? <laughs> That makes sense. That was the, okay. That was what I was going to say. My problem here, this is part of the problem too, where it's just like, I don't know if I want kids or not, but if I do have one, I can't just have one. I know that. Like that I actually know. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> and it's not even that I want a whole bunch. It's like if I have, if I go down the path of a child, there has to be two, at least. I'm also not fitting to be out here with a tribe of kids either. That's just not the life. I, I know that's a life I do not want. So <laughs> it's just like this struggle. I just think you learn so much by having a sibling, whether you, whether you and that sibling end up being tight when you're older or not, because I know me and my sister are really tight. You and your sister, eh. Um, <laughs> but you still learn a lot about existing, I think, from having a sibling. Like it forces you to learn how to deal with people and move past things and, and whatnot. So I would want this hypothetical child that may or may not ever exist to have some type of sibling. If I am not willing to push out another child, which is a very real possibility at that point, then adoption is something that I would very seriously consider truly like truly. And I don't know if I'd be very age discriminate about it either. Just because, just because I just don't think, I, I don't think that logic can be part of this equation. Like if you, yeah, if you are literally incapable of feeding yourselves as a couple mm -hmm. and having difficulties with all these other things, then introducing a child into that equation, it doesn't make sense, but people still do it. And it's like, yeah, like it's a completely, it's a decision that's completely separated from logic and rationality. Like it, it, it there's, Maybe is maybe that's my problem then is that I'm trying to add too much logic and reason to something that is irrational. Well, that's is that what, what bothered me about the article. Too. Is that what you're saying? Your arguments don't bother me. I'm just saying, in the article, they were like, "Well, yeah, I mean, you would have them to increase the population or increase the the happiness of the of society or you or uh -huh, whatever." And uh -huh. It's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. You have them for any number of reasons. You have them because you were feeling like blue today as opposed to purple yesterday was purple it's not a good color today's blue that's a better color and it's like and i wanted to have a kid i don't even know if it's really that i feel like for most people it's just like i'm tired of actively preventing this from happening mm. i feel like that is what happens to a lot of people which even that within itself i'm like is that really okay i still feel like <laughs> whatever whatever moves you do it yeah if you wanted to have a kid and have a kid if you already had kids and you have a kid don't take it don't take it when people question, like, why have kids? You're like, well, I mean, I had kids. Don't question my 
choices. It's like, I'm not. I'm just saying, I don't understand why I would want it. And your reasons don't make sense to me. Yeah. But it's like nobody's reasons make sense to me. Yeah. Unless it was literally that my child will, will cure cancer by the age of 45. And it's like, all right. Well, I we'll guess we got to do this then. Um, I guess my other thought too is just like. Even then, it better, by 45, I'm going to be marking down the calendar. Like, where is it at? Where, you lied to me. Where is it? Oh, I lost my train of thought. No, you were just deluded. <laughs> I lost my train I'm of thought. I'm not a researcher or a doctor. <laughs> I work at a I zoo. Paint. <laughs> I paint. I work with animals. What do you want me to do? Oh, my God. Oh, man, there was a point I was going to make or question. Oh, I, I think, do you think it also might be something? This is my last, I think, logical-ish argument that I would make. Do you think I think about having children more because we are in the process of becoming, I think, financially more secure? I think we're pretty secure now. I know we got student loans. That's a whole other topic. Mm. But, like, aside from that, generally speaking, our day-to-day financial life situation isn't bad. Yeah, right. so there's a hierarchy in the relationship. And since we're no longer th- worried about affording things or saving for things, then... Yeah, well, that, and we've also just learned how to live within our means very well. I think that's also the big thing. I'm not trying to get it twisted. We ain't rich by any stretch of the imagination. That's just funny. Um, if we ever have a kid... Like, do you and, think and it's we that, pay though? off And we pay off my student loans, then the student loan payments are just going to go to the kids. Basically. But my question... Uh, no (laughs) do you think that wait let me finish do you think that do you think that i just think about it more because for me the thought of having children is is just actually really just like a strong financial decision like i wonder if in the next five years for example and we've hopefully maybe paid off your student loans, have figured some more things out, earning potential maybe has increased that much more, Mm. then it maybe does become a thing of, oh, now I feel financially comfortable to do this, so I'm down to try. Or I'm down to experiment with this long-term thing of this whole kid-rearing thing. You know what I mean? I think think for you, you entertain a lot of ideas, (laughs) just in general. There's a lot of ideas that float, and I'm like, nope, nope. They nope. swim in yeah. and swim out. They oh, do. that's interesting, but we're not. I'm not going to like entertain it anymore. And then there's other ones where it's like, all right, we're, we'll talk about it. You'd be but knocking down my ideas hardcore. <laughs> it's good, though. I need it. It's uh, good. <laughs> so Otherwise, there'd be no end. I think you just think about it now because it's a legitimate possibility. Like You're getting closer to advanced maternal age. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's doing it. It's like... <laughs> The new drug, babies. <laughs> oh, don't the take that out of context. Um, <laughs> so I, I just think that now you're thinking that it's more of a possibility. It's just, it's on the horizon. It can be something that, that can occur. And so you're thinking about it. I think it is like a Schrodinger's cat thing for me. It is or it isn't. Both are true until one is not kind of thing. And I guess, I think the other thing I might be struggling with too is I don't want time to make the decision for me. I think that might be the thing, too. I think... That I'm not okay with. I don't know if I'm okay with time making the decision for me. The great designer might have already made the decision. I could be sterile. I made the same statement you back did. in 2018. Because it, it could be true. It could be. That's because what's, what's happened? What did your not. OB say? Oh. If we haven't had any oopsies by now and we're married nine years. Yeah. Like, really? And I was like, it's not that hard to prevent pregnancy, first of all. <laughs> when one of you it's is sterile, not that hard. it's not that hard. <laughs> Stop. 
for those of you who are having fertility issues, I'm not making light of it. I apologize. But I mean, I'm just saying in the event that I was, it's like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't hard to not have kids because it wasn't happening. There was a malfunction down below. But the like the probability of that is quite low. Like realistically, I think it's quite low. It's 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 I'm going to make that same argument. So much has to go right yeah. for you to pop out a normal average child. Yeah. Survives through the birth. It has all 10 fingers and toes. Yeah. It's like doesn't have any extra chromosomes, isn't doing any it's like so much has to go right. Yeah. Any any other number of things could have just gone wrong. Yeah. And you would have had a completely different baby or experience. And so I don't know what point I was making with that. That's but, the point. Oh yeah, but I mean it's like <laughs> I'm I'm quasi like more or less fully functioning. There's some like health issues aside. Yeah. But it's like, oh yeah, your thing like we just don't you don't push out sperm. Everything else is normal. You just don't push out sperm. Well, yeah. normal ish. And it's like one of the things was you don't push out sperm. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> or like, oh, you're producing sperm, but they're not they're not going where they need to go. Yeah. Down the vast deferens and wee. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing. Or yeah, I could like have some whole barren issues and so on and so forth. I guess the other thing, oh, I was just about to say something I forgot. Oh, Tiffany told me she's reading this book <laughs> about evolution and stuff. And, you know, I had been talking to you about like, oh, I'm learning, I'm reading this book on breathing and how to breathe better and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how we are evolutionarily effed because we made more space in our heads for our brains oh, right. and now we don't breathe well or whatever. There's um, less room in our craniums because there's more mechanisms for to allow for brain growth or yes. brain size. Yes. Which is the evolution that distincted or make this uh, made us distinct from homo whoever. Yeah, exactly. So, that's a thing, right? But also part of that too is the fact that like I think that that also like she was talking about in the book she's reading about how that plays a role in why we potentially have so many more complications in birth than most other mammals. Um, no, that is the reason because our heads are too big. Yeah, like yeah. literally, our heads are too big, and that is why. When we were on all fours, it was fine because the hips and the pelvis were. Yeah, our heads are too wider. big, and our hips and pelvises have gotten thinner, like leaner, and so that's why we have all these like medical interventions to have kids and birth. We give birth to very underdeveloped children. Yeah. Compared to the animal kingdom, because. Yeah. If they were any more developed, they would not fit through the birthing canal. Yeah. And so we have children that are completely, like, dependent on anything. Yeah. <laughs> if there were actual predators, like, they would be snatching babies left and right. It's like, look at this thing. It's not even moving. Look, this, what? It's crazy. <laughs> but that's why that, like, that's why it's so hard in the beginning when you have a baby, too. Because, yeah, they're incredibly helpless. But, you know, you'll watch other animals have babies and they, like, pop them out and then they're, like, licking them a little bit and it's like, get the, get the F up, we gotta go. And, like, they just, like, get up and start walking. And it's a whole thing. But it's it's a grand like, lie. Oh, my God. It's not a grand lie. It's a grand cover-up. Because evolutionarily, yeah, we, you pop out this defenseless thing yeah. and the woman immediately gets flooded with the desire to care for it yeah, because it's a huge pain in the butt, but you know, she has to stick with it. Otherwise, you know, the future population just dwindles. It's like, okay, great. And then what happens to the husband? Like as the woman is pregnant, 
she starts to glow and have all these other attributes that keeps the man there yeah to support her and then i don't i think there's i think there's some other there's some other thing that most babies, babies look like their dads when they're born and right. that's so the men can feel like more connected to the thing and, and stick we've around and we talked about it when it makes eye contact and it like mimics you and it smiles and it does all the things that make you realize oh my god it's thinking or like when you touch it and it's like yeah. grabbing it's like oh my god it's doing all these things like no these are all reflexes yeah these were all designed to keep you <laughs> emotionally attached to the child so that you would not abandon this lump of jelly and allow it to develop and grow to its potential so then you think about all of that and you're just like this is all a big swindle wow you know i just well you're just being coerced you're being coerced the entire way yeah it's like, do you want to do you want to buy this product do you want to buy this product would you like to try this product yeah fine i'll try it it's like tee it's a it's a <laughs> subscription deal you got to keep it for 18 years bye like oh man uh, uh, this isn't even the color that i wanted <laughs> But she was telling me about that book, and I was just like, dang. I don't know. This where, is, this I don't is know, swindle. I don't know where this podcast went. I don't think I contributed to anything. You helped. I was I was less negative than I was in 2018. Yeah, you were. In 2018, I, re, I think I rewatched it like a couple months back. I was just like. <laughs> no, because I was so fixated on like, give me a reason. Yeah. Now, all these people are telling me reasons why they have babies, and it doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. Because like, it doesn't make sense. That's it. It's kind of, I mean, it is kind of. Once you get to that point, you're like, okay, anything's possible. Why did, why 2020? It's like, because 20, because nothing makes sense. Like, oh, right. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Got it. Got it. That's interesting. I mean, I know that. Why won't people cover their faces when that's the only way to filter the air and protect themselves and others? Because they think that doesn't make sense and they don't make sense. Oh. (laughs) So, like, ration and logic are are, uh, privileges. Oh, my god. That some people adopt. It's like a hat. It's like some people wear the hat, some people don't. I don't know about that part, but okay. I I think so. All right. The hat looks stupid. (laughs) I want it. (laughs) But that doesn't make sense. Ah, and then it's like self-perpetuating. Point of the story Mm. is we are in the child-free camp, I guess. I guess that, that, I know that, that title most like aligns well with you. (laughs) I just don't really think about it. You are child-free. Yeah. I am child-free with an asterisk, I think. It's still, if it ever came down to, like, you know that I would be down to support you and whatever decisions you make. So if you told me I want to have a baby, I would need some time. But, I mean, I think we're having one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can't ever imagine those words coming out of my mouth, though. So. I can't because anything's possible. Wow. Wow. Really? It would just be hard because then we can't do the spontaneous things that cost money that we usually do. Yes. And time. Yes. Indeed. I'm not I, I'm not saying I want to have a child right now. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Okay. But I mean, there are times when those things end. Because I feel like I am less selfish now than I was even in 2018. Yeah. Even with my time, with my energy... Because I think back when we moved to San Antonio in 2016, where a lot of the issues of, oh, well, you're not pulling your weight with some of the chores and mm-hmm, this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was still selfish with my time. Yeah. Even, what, at 29? 29? I was 29. Even at 29. Dang. And then something clicked, and I was like, okay. Dang, <laughs> what's at, your timeline? <laughs> you just, you things click, and yeah. things shift, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I, just, I'm saying it took a minute. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. Well, because it's enabled. So it's like, I, 
I wasn't able to keep doing it. So I was like, yeah, I'm just right. going to keep doing it. I'm efficient. Human beings are efficient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not going to expend more energy than they need to. Yeah, humans are quite resilient and not wanting to change. Got um, it. But I mean, if something came up, it's like, oh man, a kid, whatever thoughts that I have. Oh, that's more time. It's more money. It's more all this other stuff. I like I, I would be living in a deficit because I wouldn't have as much time. Mm-hmm. And you just get over it. Because you have to, yeah. Well, because there's... Oh, man, I wish I, I knew what that condition was called. Humans, they have an ability to just take in the new normal. Mm. And it ceases to become... And there's a term for it. Exposure? Re- no. Repeat exposure? No. I mean, it's like... Like the, with the pandemic. There's like panic and we're like... It's it's a, it's a survival mechanism. Because it's like, oh my God, things changed. How are we ever going to get past it? Things are so weird and different and blah, blah, blah. And then like two or three months into it, it's like, yeah, we got to wear masks when we go outside. This is what and we do now. And that's just normal. Yeah. And then you just keep pushing past it. Yeah. But it, so it, it minimizes the crisis or the conditions that we're in, but at the same time, it allows us to mentally keep going. Mm. So through that same concept, if we have a kid, it's like, okay, we're just going to keep going. We got this thing that we got to, you know, see to 18 or 25 or whatever. And it's like, all right, we're going to do it. Remember, student loan payments aren't in the aren't in the cards, though. You're gonna have to pay for school or something. Figure it out. That's a whole other conversation. Point of the story. Biden being, presidency, 2020, free community college education. Woo. Point of the story being, I still think about the kids' question a lot because I think about everything a lot. So that's just who I am in my heart of hearts. And. Let us know in the comments below. Are you child free? Are you child less? If are you feel you, comfortable sharing that. Well, yeah, sure. Or, you know, are you with many children <laughs> and have potential feelings about that? Uh, having a lot of kids or, have, or having like, ooh, I've seen some videos. Here's another side. I've seen some videos where women talk about like, I am child free and here for it and happy. And they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, you know? Um, and reading the comments, you see other women that are like, yeah, I've got two or three kids and, you know, I'm not going to say I don't wish they didn't exist, but I am going to say that if I could do it all over, I would have done a lot of things differently. And it's just like, ooh. That was in the New, the New Yorker New Yorker article? That was in the New Yorker article as well, because the women who inevitably do most of the work do not find child rearing enjoyable. Yeah. And then the thing that they find, the only thing that they find least in, or less enjoyable than that is cleaning up after them. <laughs> so it's all the things that make them feel more subservient and yes. like lesser than this yeah. little tiny, uh, what do you, crumb snatcher? Crumb to, snatchers. To, to quote Erlon Woods from uh. um, Your Hustle. Yeah. It's like this little crumb snatcher that can't do nothing. <laughs> He's making me clean up his poop for the third. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, we hope we didn't offend you too much. This time or the last time. I'm Hollies. <laughs> and I'm Chris. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> stumble well, stumble on, and we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.